Welcome in to uh, another episode, episode number two of uh, Two Guys in a Beer. Andy Beckstrom along with Sean Field here for another episode as we work our way through probably our favorite part right here. I mean, it was in the intro, but that was the live and in-person version. <laughs> yeah, that's a great intro right there. So It um, sounds more authentic. Exactly. Live, yeah. <laughs> a live beer crack. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like live music better than, you know, like a generic thing? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> we're doing a uh, one that I think we're both a little familiar with, and I'm sure you probably out there are. New Belgium, a fat tire is what we're going to start with today. So you've had fat tire before. Enjoy what they got to offer. Oh, yeah, I sure have. I've had fat tire quite a few times. It's a great beer. I love it. It's a little bit of a darker beer, of course, but it is very tasty. Yeah, it's a pretty solid one. Uh, New Belgium, uh, it, they've branched out a lot more recently with a, a handful of things, but uh, it's uh, definitely grown from their humble beginnings, I guess you could say. Uh, on the can, you see 1991, Kim and Jeff, I don't have the name here. I'll get the name here in a little bit, but Kim and Jeff are the, were the owners. They I like ins- Kim and Jeff. They, they were quite fantastic. Great people. Yeah. March of 91, they installed brewing equipment in the basement of their Fort Collins home in Colorado. Really? So started wow. in the basement. So well, that's interesting. Like so many probably have, and yeah. you know, not many have grown since then. It's a <laughs> familiar story, I suppose. Yeah. Right. It started uh, apparently as kind of the, the fat tire came from, they had done a, a bike ride in Belgium. So there was, that was where the new Belgium and the fat tire that all kind of came from that ride a what you're doing ride. on a bike ride and you're like you know what i want to i want to start something you know like with beer bike, okay the bike ride was in belgium yep as in was, the country uh, yep it was uh let's see here if i can get to the right place here that they're uh, just biking through belgium and were, decided uh beer is their yeah, calling yep that was uh, the route that they were they were gonna go inspired by a bike ride were they on a fat tire bike I did they have those bikes back then? That's a good point. I don't know that they did. I feel like that's more of a recent thing, maybe. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much. make for a good story. It's true. Yeah. I don't know much about fat tire bikes, really. I've seen them. I've heard that they do really well in snow. They're light. (laughs) There you go. With a hand. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see here. Kim, uh, one of the owner, inspired a lot of the core values inspired. She was a social worker. So it kind of inspired kind of some of the, the core values to try to give back or Something with that. They be, uh, Kim became the first bottler and sales rep, financial planner, and everything, eventually scaling it into a huge brewery, naturally. But Kim did basically everything. It sounds like maybe Jeff did more of the brewing, but uh, Kim was uh, you know kind of the big thing. It almost sounds like Moose said all over again, though, the woman takes the lead yeah. and starts brewing the beer and handling business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's really, it's really, it's what we're learning here is we should just turn everything over. <laughs> uh, let women do everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's time. Men have had the past 2000 years. Let's give the next 2000 to women. Absolutely. Equal I, rights. I think it's a fantastic idea. <laughs> In uh, the meantime, well, uh, June of 91, they make two beers. Fat tire is one of them. And then a Belgian style double called Abby. And uh, both at the Colorado Brew Festival did well. In 93, Abbey Ale wins a gold award for the specialty category because Belgian-style beers were so rare that they didn't even have their own category. So it actually beat other beers in a more generic category. (laughs) Wow, so Belgian-style beer is relatively new then. 
Yeah, at that time in the uh, the, the early mid nineties, wow. there just wasn't a lot out there. I mean, there's a little bit more now, but it definitely was not real prevalent at that time. So they sure. created a whole new category of beer, essentially. Kinda. Yeah, yeah kinda... is there beer in Belgium? Yeah, it's a Belgian oh, style beer, so sure. that's it's 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 popular there. But as far as U.S. brands, oh, as far as have, over here, yeah, oh, as far okay. as over here, they didn't have much with that. I was going to say um, the Belgians are behind the times, right? <laughs> I got it, got it, got it. Yeah. In America, got yeah. It. They outgrew uh, by 95 and got a new production facility just down the street. New Belgium in 99, my graduating year, January 99. I didn't graduate in January. It was more later than that. Malacca Wolf. <laughs> they decided to do a new tradition of a 1999 Electra Cruiser bicycle. Every single employee on their one-year anniversary gets a free bike. Interesting. It's an interesting kind of, you know. Is it an electric bike? Uh, or is that the color? I think it's just a regular bike electric bike. it's an electric cruiser so i don't know i'd have to an maybe it is but i would cruiser. assume that it's probably just a regular one but i don't we know we might have to google that and see what an electric cruiser bike is in fact i'll do that here out. there we go i'll carry on in early 2000 uh, the sour brown ale is uh, bottled and sold so they start uh, venturing out using french oak barrels they start uh, venturing out into a lot of different things. And then summer of 2003, we talked a little bit about uh, previously about some of the stuff that you're doing at your house. In 2003, they started their own in-house sustainability corporation and started doing uh, solar panels and different things for environmental change, including also a, a wastewater treatment facility on site as well. So uh, trying to kind of create themselves to be self-sustainable. In August of 2009, they implement what was at the time the largest private solar array in the state of Colorado, generating 3% of electricity and 16% of the peak load. So they're still generating a ton of electricity just for the state of Colorado, not just for their brewery. Wow. So they generate 3% of the entire state's electricity? That, yeah, that's what it says. 3% wow. of total electricity needs and 16% of peak load. So even when it gets, when things get real hot and heavy in the afternoon, you know, sun beating down, they're turning that energy back and being able to uh, kind of give back to the state and energy efforts. December 2012, I think you'd probably, you know, like this as well, becomes 100% employee owned. The staff buys the remaining ownership from uh, Kim Jordan and her family. And uh, goes from uh, 41% ownership to 100% ownership, 457 coworkers. So a co- completely employee-owned at that time. So the two don't even own it anymore. No, they didn't own it, but they were still involved. Quite, I mean, they sure, I'm sure they had a 1% stake or some you kind know, of whatever, contract or some legal yeah, stuff. Still part of, part of the thing. Then they opened another uh, location on the East Coast in Asheville. Just to kind of you know bring some variety to the East Coast, they interviewed. Uh, that's your Kim. I had was still involved in things. Was at NPR for how I built this, and uh, you know had a unique interview talking about how she rose from such modest from the basement to how big it is with that unique business model. It's pretty crazy. It took what ninety one to ninety four. They were yeah. in their basement for three years, and they yeah. already got that big and. And Start, they wow. just exploded since then. That's pretty awesome. However, I mean, I, I don't know that this is ne- necessarily a negative thing, just more of a different thing. 
January of 2020, so just a couple of years ago, New Belgium employees vote in favor of Lion Little World Beverage acquiring New Belgium Brewing with a commitment to continuing, continuing the Force for Good mission. So bought out, now owned by uh, Lion Little World, but they still are called New Belgium and they still have their own deal and they're still continuing what they've done to be able to do that. What did all those... Employee owners get a share of that, I wonder. I would assume so, since they're all equal shared owners at that point. I wonder if that's similar to how the Green Bay Packers do their ownership thing with the fans over there. I wonder if it was kind of the same thing for this this Belgium-style fat tire stuff. Right, yeah. It's got to be something close to that. You know, what other? there's another sports team, not to get too off the topic here, this awesome beer. Just recently, another sports team had done that. Oh, who was it? No, I can't think, but you can buy, oh, the Atlanta Braves. You can buy shares of the Atlanta Braves stock. Okay. And own part of it that way. Okay. So from, uh, is it Ted Ted Turner? It was one of the Turners. I don't know. I I guess I don't even know if he's still alive, if he still owns them or not, or if uh, maybe that's why it became kind of an ownership thing. But, huh, kind of interesting. Maybe I'll have to get some uh, shares in Atlanta Braves stock and Send Ronnie Lott to card for falling off the first base <laughs> in 91. <laughs> yeah, he, he fell off all right. Can't hurt Def- back had no sway. In that Definitely whatsoever. not uh, nudged even a little bit. And then to kind of wrap up uh, New Belgium, uh, after nearly three decades in August 2020, they are certified carbon neutral. So kind of an interesting introspective and a history of New Belgium beer and Kind of started with the fat tire, and that's kind of their kind of their OG, I guess, is you know what the kids call it, you know, the OG. So that was uh, we were talking a little bit before. This fat tire is one of the first beers that you know when you know when you're kind of younger and you're kind of dabbling into. Well, let's let's try what this drinking thing is all about. What do I like? And you know, I got to be the cool kid that you know does whatever. And it's like, okay, well, you're drinking Coors Light and you know Keystone and you know whatever's cheap because you're also still a kid. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you don't know what good beer tastes like yet. You're still drinking that garbage. Exactly. Not that those are necessarily garbage, but it depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Like if I'm going to be mowing the lawn or playing softball or something like that, I'm going to get a flat of McGolden. You right. know what I mean? We're going to, we're going to be rolling Coors lights all day, you know, yeah. after, after bowling, you know, like to go to the moose lodge and have about six or 17 bush lights kind of time and place depends on, you know, so to a certain extent, which interestingly enough, another tangent Tuesday on a Monday, there was a interview that I had read at one point in time with, we're talking to Pete Coors, the Coors label. And he, it took, God, what was it? Something like eight or 10 years of people convincing him that Blue Moon could succeed. He was like, absolutely not. I just don't understand how people can drink one beer. If I'm going to go out and mow the lawn, I want to have like three beers and then have another one after I'm done admiring my work. And like he wanted to, like his ideas, it's refreshing. Not, it's not an alcoholic thing, more of a refreshing, light, easy drinking beer where you right. could have, you know, of course, I mean, that's also a sales thing. If you drink 12 of them today, you got to buy another case mm-hmm. tomorrow, <laughs> you know, right. that's so it's kind of the point is to make money. And so the, the blue moon brand never really got a lot of advertising, never really got a lot of support. And he was going to pull the plug on it constantly. And finally, like after many years, it just boomed and succeeded and just kind of popped up out of nowhere. And he was kind of like, <sighs> Well, I guess we can let it exist, you know. <laughs> so he never really was a big fan of that. So, but yeah, I was probably kind of the same way, you know what I mean? Like you said, when you're younger, you don't have that refined palate. Get into something else. But uh, yeah, this fat tire was uh, a uh, family friend had uh, kind of tried to introduce me a little bit, and I tried it, and I'm like, ooh, this is gross. This is really not good. And, but it's one of those that I actually came back to. 
Yeah. You know, I didn't just like, oh, this is gross and that's it. It was, well, we'll see. And then my buddy Tony uh, showed up to a party that I had when I was younger and brought uh, Killian's Irish Red and uh, the rest is history for me. And it's been down that rocky path the entire time since then. <laughs> yeah. Just like you said, Fat Tire was one of the first couple that I tried probably in my mid-20s that was different than a Coors Light or a Miller Light. It was turned on to me by a group of friends down in the cities. Actually, went to, and I actually recall this, why I don't know, but we went to Buffalo Wild Wings there in Coon Rapids, and they had Fat Tire on tap there. And the guy there, his name was Andy. He's like, Sounds hey, like a cool dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're all pretty cool. He's like, you got to try this Fat Tire. And I'm like, okay. So I tried it off the tap there, and I'm like, ugh. I don't know about this, but mm-hmm. I kept going back to it too. And now it's, it's a damn good beer. You know, it's, it's one you can never go wrong with. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And their, um, their, their brand, like, I mean, the fat tires obviously a solid one and they got a handful of other ones, but generally like when you think new Belgium, you almost think fat tire before you think new Belgium, you don't really think like the name. It's more like that was about the only one that they had for the longest time. The last handful of years, they've come out with like the voodoo Ranger line. So there's like three, four, like IPA sites an Imperial, a juicy haze, like a bunch of them there. They've almost become, that's become almost its own brand there. You, you talk about fat tire being its own thing. Like voodoo Ranger is almost like for the longest time, I didn't realize it, w- it was even from new Belgium. I just, I'm like, well, I'm going to get some voodoo Ra- or my brother-in-law. We like to call it, we like to be uh high level in French. So we call it oh. voodoo Ranger. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, like, like to say, cause then it's not just you're drinking voodoo Ranger. You put your pinky you know, up too. Like, oh, absolutely. Really, yep. Yeah, really high classes, <laughs> you know, that's what, that's how we roll. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they, they, that voodoo Ranger lines becomes kind of its own, beast off to you know the other side a whole different element of it so i wonder if that was part of that original ownership group or the original people that were involved or if that was the the new group that took it over kind of when that started but uh it's uh, it's fantastic stuff though did you say those original owners was kim and i don't even know the guy's name because kim Kim does it all so yeah kim and jeff jordan are they still involved at all anymore or is it now just that new company that kind of bought them out after they bought it, I'm, I wonder if they aren't still kind of uh, maybe like on the board or yeah, have some sort of involvement. Maybe they're in top management with the company or something. Maybe yeah, it just uh, you know, it just a quick little uh, Google on it. Co-founders Kim Jordan and Jeff Labesh. So really, it was just Kim Jordan. You know, I think Jeff was maybe involved, but uh, you know, well, yeah, we'll give it, was, it up for Kim. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's she's it's the pretty much all but yeah, it sounds like, you know, maybe she's not really involved anymore. You know, it's just involved by somebody else, which I mean, hey, if you can build something and you can grow something into, you know, something that's worth buying, I guess, you know what I mean? If that makes sense, absolutely take advantage of that. And who wouldn't want to have that opportunity? Be like, well, I mean, you want to keep up, you want to keep part of it. You know, you, you want to, you still want to, especially if you grew it yourself. But at the same time, it's like, all right, well, now I have to never worry about anything. I kind of want to go to visit whatever that one, the Moosehead Brewery, and let's just go. Right. Just get in the plane, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fly out there. It's not, you know, something you need to worry about. But Yeah, I think that'd be tough, you know, starting a company and then selling it off and not having any part of it, you know, all that work you put into it, you know. But I suppose if the price is right, everything's mm. for sale. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care who you are or what it is. Everything's for sale for the right price. Oh, absolutely. You know? 100%. Yeah, and I couldn't find anything on the Google machine about these bikes that they gave away. So if there's any listeners out there that has any clue about these bikes, 
shoot us a message, put it in the comments, a picture or something. Let us know what it is. It's kind of an interesting thing that that type of bike. I don't know, you know, what it is or where where the idea color, came from, or electro. maybe maybe it's just something that they maybe it's a, their own bike. Maybe it's not. Uh, I don't know. What if they bought them at Walmart? I have my doubts. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, but uh, <laughs> what they were called electro. It almost uh, sounds like a color. Electra. 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 Yeah. Something electric cruiser. An electro. So, cruiser. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's. What it is, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a cool thing. I mean, it, it, how many places did you work at that, you know, well, either how many places you work at, you don't get anything. I think, you know, years ago when we uh, worked at uh, a retail fashion, after one year, you got like a little sticker is what it was. <laughs> yeah. That was that was kind of the yeah. level of what it is. You know, I think, I mean, not that it's nothing, like but. an 18 cent raise. If, exactly. If I think at this point, I don't know that I even get anything until I get to about 20 years. <laughs> and then they just kind of verbally acknowledge me and then all right get back to work <laughs> yeah but you know that's the nature of nature of the beast yeah you can't complain too much you know employers employ you they give you a paycheck to do your job mm-hmm. that's just what it is you know absolutely if you find a place that gives you extras that's great but they don't have to mm-hmm. you know you're there to do a job and they give you a paycheck for said job so take advantage of the uh, the opportunity that you can why not Get yourself into whatever position you can to be able to make what you're comfortable with. I guess that's to a certain extent. That's also part of it, too, is, you know, am I willing to make more but sacrifice? How shady of a person do I have to? I sold cars for like a minute. That was not a. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I'm not trying to like rag on, you know, car salesmen or anything because, you know, they're it, they're fine and it's whatever. But uh, yeah, you the, did that in the, Pine City at the mm-hmm, ID place. Yeah, exactly. I, I forgot you did that. Some uh-huh. of the people I worked with uh, were really good. And one of them is actually now the sales manager over there. I'd go back and work for him. No problem. But uh, the guy that we that we worked for at the time or whatever, like six months was too much. I just couldn't. It was so shady and every. Everything. He might actually be in jail at this point. I'm not really sure, but it was such a, it was just an awful, like, you want to talk about every single stereotype falling out of the woodwork. It sure. was, you know, like everybody's like, Oh, it's not like that. It's not going to be like that. It's, it's changed over the years. It's not like it used to be. And I'm like, it was worse than this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so yeah, that was, you know, I mean, it was a thing, but you know, it's, that's also, you know, like, that's why it only lasted like, you know, a handful of months or whatever. I was like, I don't want to do that. You know, like I just can't, if I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm willing to do that, but I'm going to tell somebody that like, don't buy this thing. It's a piece of crap. Like I'll help you find something else. Like, let's see if we can't get on the old machine, the old interwebs. Let's find something that's going to work for you. Even right. if you don't buy it for me, I'm here to be able to help you. And I think that's yeah. kind of where that's become now. That's what it should be. I mean, cars are such a major purchase mm-hmm. and they're, they're so important to people. Right? It's their second largest purchase beyond a house. If you can even afford a house, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're, People take cars personal and they're real important to them. You know, it's not just Absolutely. another knickknack in the house. Like mm-hmm. it, it's more important than that. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I think, it, you know, the more, I don't know what experiences you've had more lately. Like I've had better experiences with salespeople lately. Like they seem to be more interested in, well, let's find, let's see if we have something we can help you with. But if you don't buy something, that's totally fine. But I think that's, you got to make sure that, you know, whoever you're paying is like, they're not like living paycheck to paycheck on a non-sales kind of thing, you know, like, or be able to have the volume that you can do that. But I don't know. I I feel like it's been a much better experience since then, but I'm also on the receiving end of it. So maybe they're just better than I was. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, salespeople are less pushy now. Mm-hmm. You know, they still throw in their verbs and their adjectives. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's just trying to sell me something. You yep. know? But that is their job, too. Mm-hmm. 
but they do seem a little more helpful than just buy this now. We, oh, we have 30% off today only. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. I'll get it 30% off a month from now if I want. Exactly. Know? Here, let's uh, go for a test drive. You just fill out this form here real quick. I'll drop it off with finance. You know, like <laughs> it's not quite like that yeah, as much anymore. Sign here, date here, initial these three spots, and you'll be set. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, sir. What, what's my interest rate? Uh, you don't need to worry about that. We'll get you all yeah, set. We'll, we'll find make you sure then. your payment is right where it needs to be. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. It might last for 36 years, but, you know, like the payment will be right in the sweet spot. Right, right, right where you need it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting time. But, yeah, I mean, find something you like. Find something you're willing to do and sometimes even sacrifice some of that just to Pearls of wisdom from Andy tonight is what's happening. I promise I've only had a half of a fat tire. I'm not getting too deep into it just yet. (laughs) So I did want to ask you, did have a kind of a question about some news that I had read over the last week, or maybe it was longer than that or whatever, but I wanted to kind of get kind of your general take and what your feelings are on it. Do you do much gambling at all? Not a ton. I do enjoy gambling. I love the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I love going to a casino. I love the sights. The sounds, the lights, right. people watching, but I don't gamble a whole lot because I never win. Right. But you don't I, go in and like drop like 500 bucks no, and just like, no, you know, no, no, like I'm just trying to comp a room kind of bit or anything like that. Not at all. The atmosphere though, I do like because I am going mm-hmm. to Vegas here in a week and I've probably been there eight, eight, nine times now. Mm-hmm. Like I just love it down there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Vegas is quite fantastic. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way though. Like I don't, you know, like I think the last time I went to Vegas, like I don't know, I think I brought couple hundred dollars with like you know we were there for four days i'm like i'm not spending a ton of money i'm just the bare minimum you know we'll do a little bit here a little bit there and i think the first day i won like 800 dollars or something <laughs> so we and, just went to a bunch of shows at that yeah, point and you can do that down there mm-hmm. i mean not so much now like it's changed a lot from the yeah. first time i went there you could go there with nothing and have a good time mm-hmm. you can't really do that anymore it's, yeah, but it's a little it's, different now it's still a good time down there so, and, and I, I dabble in a little bit, you know, I mean, I don't do a ton, you know, like I said, like if I go to the casino here, 20, 40 bucks or something like that, yeah. if it, if you have the Powerball or the Mega Millions is high, I'll go and throw 10, $20 or something foolishly, but you know, I'll still, I, why not? Why not win a billion dollars? You right. know, you know, it'd be kind of fun to do. Yeah. We were just up there maybe roughly a month ago. My wife and I went up there and we went to the, back to the nineties tour. Okay. Of course, the headliner on the second night, the second night was Vanilla Ice. Who's awesome, by the way. If you've never seen mm-hmm. Vanilla Ice live, you're missing out. The dude is so good. He's so awesome. He's so much fun. It's just amazing. Well, anyways, uh, when we were in there gambling, uh, Jeff and Shelly came with us. Uh, Jeff was gambling on the Buffalo machine. He put in 100 bucks and was winning, winning, winning. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, good for him. But right. I guarantee you, when I put in money, I'm not going <laughs> to win. So I went to a different Buffalo machine. Put in a hundred bucks within an hour, I lost it all. Well, he's over there just winning, winning, winning. I'm like, oh, of course. <laughs> so it worked out great for him, you know, but not so great for me. But right. Side note: I actually know uh, the drummer for uh, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, he's from, from Pine, Pine City. City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, you, do you know the guy I started broadcasting with? It's his uh, son. I, I don't remember. really. Yeah. So you I've mean actually when you at KBK. Mm-hmm. When yeah, you, when I when, when I very like first started for that. Yep. That's his when son. I, yep, that's his son. He was uh, like I knew really? him, I knew him when he was a high school kid, like playing the the Quint Toms or whatever for the pet band, Trent? trying to help hmm? Trent. Yeah, yeah, trying to do all that sorts of his stuff. Or whatever. Was from Pine City, he he did drum in Theory of a Dead Man for a minute too. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, that. Yeah, he's yeah. a super nice guy. He, yeah. Just a very down to earth person. Like he looks like I mean he's got the you know little mohawk and you yeah. know like he's got kind of that vibe or whatever. But you talk to him or whatever, and he's 
just a very down to earth, easy going guy. Yeah, Super so nice. Ty guy. is his father. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I did find out too. He doesn't tour with Vanilla Ice. I mean, he does the tour, yeah. but he flies back to Minneapolis. He stays in Minneapolis and then yep. every, every date, like he'll fly out and do the show and mm-hmm. come back. And, and actually, Vanilla Ice, his name is Rob Van Winkle, if you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually comes to Pine City and hangs out with him and yeah. his family. Yep. He went to the Pine County Fair last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ice was hanging out at the fair, doing yeah. rides, drinking well, a beer and like anything else. Hopefully it's it funny, a like, fat tire. I don't think they had a fat tire. Yeah, I have my doubts. Probably a bush a light over there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, he went to uh, two years ago when I saw up in Ice in Duluth. Rob Van Winkle put out... Uh, Toby's in Hinkley. Mm-hmm. He's like, I had the best cinnamon roll I've ever had right there at Toby's. If you haven't had a cinnamon roll, you got to go to Toby's and get a cinnamon roll. Yeah. And I mean, if he, I know kind of what he looks like, but I knew what he looked like then. You know what I mean? And so now he just looks like a Paul dude with a bunch of tattoos. You know what I mean? Like right. he doesn't look maybe a little out of pace, place in Pine City to a certain extent, but <laughs> not like, oh, this guy's. A thing, you know what I mean? Right. Just more of a like, a, who is this Joker? You know, something like that. But you know, I, he's, that's what uh, even Trent said the same thing. You know, I've talked to him, whatever. He's like, he's just a nice guy, but he, you know, he knows him. Obviously, like, he's just good friends with him. Right. Like, he was very good friends. Like, I talked to him recently, or whatever. He's like, the the uh, when Coolio died, well, like that actually hit him really hard because he knew him from right, a lot of from the touring. touring and stuff. And so, yeah. like, he'd fly out and just visit him in Compton. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he's like, like buddies. yeah. He's like, oh, I cool. didn't really walk to all that often. <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of reasons but you know he's like yeah we well, just you know that hey you want to fly out he's like all right sir <laughs> you know so yeah, when coolio says fly out you should probably fly out and go hang out oh absolutely like, yeah why would you miss out on something like, like that yeah so, um so yeah it's kind of a small world exactly really cool you still talk to trent once in a while every so often not not yeah. super often i'm not i'm not trying to play that like we're like besties or go way go sure. way, go way back or anything but if I see him in public or something like that or whatever, like we'd be able to stop and have a conversation. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Like I know that me and Adam at one point talked about trying to uh, find a time to like go out to dinner with him or something, but uh, sure. he's so busy with stuff going on that, right. you know, it's kind of, you know how adult friendships and everything, you know, even us, like, it's yeah. kind of like, we're going to get together for a beer for, you know, at some point in time in like two years, four go years by. later. Hey, <laughs> uh, how about that beer? Oh yeah. Let's, uh, we'll right. figure it out soon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, more years yeah. go by. <laughs> What happened? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, what's this question about gambling? <laughs> We're getting. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Well, let's 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 take the yeah, we'll take the access road and get back onto the main highway here. So, so the reason I kind of go down that route or whatever is uh, every so often, in addition to you know like the Mega Millions or stuff like that or whatever. Hopefully, the, you know the SEC or whoever it is that would alcohol gam AGE or whatever gambling enforcement doesn't come after me. But I like to bet like a twenty dollar bill with my buddy Bondo on like the Twins. Or something, not a game, but like for the whole season. You sure. know what I mean? So it's not like we're we're not doing like heavy lifting here or anything like that. So come after me if you got it, but we're pretty much a wash at this point well, in time. Andrew you know? Jackson can be pretty heavy. Exactly. <laughs> we get uh so we will try to pick, you know, like above an over under for the year on wins or something like that, you know. So we try to do something minor like that. But uh, I was recently uh reading an article, and I don't know if you've seen this or you know where I'm headed with this or not, but uh there is a uh, bookie that uh, recently came out, and I don't remember the name of the bookie, but apparently he's a big deal, a big time bookie. Somebody took a bunch of excerpts out of there, and there is a, a former professional athlete that uh, had losses in the ballpark of $100 million. Wow. And overall had bet in the area of $1 
billion dollars. So I do know what you're talking about because I read the headline, but I didn't read about it. Oh my uh, god, Phil Mickelson. <laughs> Phil Mickelson. He even tried to place a, uh, a, a allegedly is what we'll, we'll qualify that with that a, a bet in the ballpark of I think it was like four hundred and forty thousand dollars or something on the uh, I believe it was the 2012 Ryder Cup, which he was playing in, but the bookie apparently told him no. Don't mess with your legacy. We're not going to play that game. So who knows if he actually still made that bet or not. Right. It's up to everybody's imagination. He's Phil has obviously came out and completely denied it all, but or whatever. But what uh, was that? 400 and how many thousand? Like 450 grand. 450 grand on a single bet? Yep. Yep. That is insane. On, on the on the U.S. to win the Ryder Cup, which they actually ended up losing the Ryder Cup that year <laughs> in a <laughs> monumental <laughs> comeback by the Europeans. Oh, man. <laughs> how many Ryder Cups has USA won? I don't. Doesn't they don't seem to win a whole lot, do they? Ryder I think they Cups? won the. I think they won the last one. Europeans have dominated yeah, it you I know, thought, for a while, but yeah. um, I want to say I thought that they won the the most recent one, if I remember correctly. And they, I want to say it was either this one or the you know like the last two. They played very well and kind of ran away with the thing. But yeah, there was a period of time for probably twenty, thirty years where maybe the U.S. only won one of them. I think dating back to, you know, sometime in the nineties, they had like an exciting one, I think in, in Georgia or something that they won that they were being ridiculed across Europe because they were like shaking beers off of like a balcony of the clubhouse or something after they won. And it's like, See, I don't follow <laughs> golf so much. I'm not a huge fan of golf, but that's what I remember before. Is it always being the Europeans winning the Ryder cup and United States never being that great. Right. Great at it. Yeah. I'm just looking up how much Phil Mickelson is worth. Just out of curiosity, if you can bet $1 billion and stuff. I feel like that's gone up and down quite a bit over the last handful of years, of course. Uh, according to CelebrityNetWorth.com, he has a net worth of $300 million. Well, I mean, I guess he is coming back and doing a bunch of promotional things. And the live, the live is probably what's helping him. Because I think he got like $300 million from the Saudis to be part of that golf. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't seem to be going over so well. No, no, no. But they apparently merged now with the PGA or something. Oh, or some I other. Yeah, apparently yeah. they have a ton of money over there, though. But I suppose all that oil over there, you can yeah. uh, well, and that's, get that, what you want. That's the big major controversy is, you know, the Saudis are trying to like buy soccer clubs and buy all sorts of stuff to, they call it sports wash, where it's like, oh no, don't worry about all of our civil awful things and genocide and whatnot. Like, look at how good our soccer team is and right. things like that. So it sounds like that's kind of what they're maybe trying to do. But, you know, I thought it was a kind of an interesting article that like, I just couldn't fathom. I mean, obviously if he lost a hundred million, but he bet a billion, clearly he's won some in there because there's a, $900 million swing <laughs> on losses to whatever. But uh, that's still like, you just can't even fathom. That's just a ton of money. I can't even fathom. But I guess to a certain extent, and I did was listening to radio. Somebody made the point the other day that like, if you bet $20, like you don't got nothing riding on it. You know what I mean? If you bet a hundred bucks on the outcome of this game or whatever, you, you don't come, you got to put some skin in the game to really actually get yeah. the high from it. To make anything. And so he's you know. making like two to $500,000 bets. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, like anything, the old saying, it takes money to make money. Mm. Even when you bet, you know, like I used to bet on Bodog.com, like $5 bets here and there for just right. for the fun of it. You don't make squat on that, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, yeah, just like any, if you want to make money doing it, you got to spend a ton of money. But I suppose somebody like Phil Mickelson, 
isn't too concerned about making money off betting. They're just right. doing it for the high and for the fun of it. Exactly. You know, all the stories of Michael Jordan betting in Las Vegas all the time, huge sums of money out on the golf course. He mm-hmm. bets like per hole, like mm-hmm. $20,000 per hole, you know? Yep. Well, Charles Barkley, well, he's been reportedly, what, uh, bet tens of millions <laughs> of dollars throughout yeah. his career too and losing <laughs> it, you know? That's why he's still working for TNT. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although I love him as a commentator. I Absolutely love that There's guy. There's no filter on that no, guy. No, nothing whatsoever. And he probably would have even less of a filter if he wasn't on like a national TV, you know? And even though he still is, there's very little filter on him. Right. Yeah, he's yeah, he's quite fantastic. That entire TNT crew is top-notch, really. It, it is pretty good. I don't, listen, I don't watch favorites. a ton of basketball regular season especially, but I like basketball, but just the NBA is just so hard. It's to, getting pretty rough. It's so hard to watch know. anymore. Although it's starting, to, I will admit, like especially even the Wolves, like it's starting to get a little bit better. It's starting to get a little bit more wide open. They're starting to move the ball a little bit more, but it got so ISO for so long. I still can't stand it. Like, I hate mm. watching the Wolves. I hate Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's a wuss. All he does is whine. Every play, he throws his hands in the air like, oh, Fouled. Oh my gosh! Like, dude, shut up. But he has changed the You're game. In the NBA. He has changed the oh, way right. big men yeah. play the game. Yeah, yeah, he sure has. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Although I still do like the Timberwolves. I still do follow the Timberwolves. Did you happen to notice their new uniforms that come out? I with did. This I year? like those. Those are pretty. I think pretty that's spooky. pretty sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it almost kind of looks like water or something on the top of the uniform. It's got like our state, like on the belt. Yeah, it says ten thousand lakes, like on the. Like, I don't know what you'd call it, the cuff of the shorts. Right. Yeah, it kind of blends a little almost. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a pretty sweet, uh, sweet look that I've seen. So, yeah. What else you got? That's kind of about what I got. (laughs) uh, One last thing I'll throw at you for tonight. I just happened to come across this meme the other day about quarterbacks for the San Francisco 49ers. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, you're... The first two that pop into your mind are going to be Joe Montana and Steve Young. I mean, name somebody before them. Mm -hmm. I can't. Don't have a clue. But anyways, the meme was about which quarterback. There's only one quarterback in San Francisco 49ers history that's thrown for 30 touchdowns in back-to-back years. Only one has done that. If you're going to tell me that it was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo... I'm going to throw like the full can of triple at you or something. It is not Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. It is not Colin Kaepernick. Hmm. I was surprised by this. Is it, is it old? It's, it's got to be newer. It's newer than the Steve Young, Joe Montana. Okay. You'd think it would have been either one of those two. Jeff Garcia. It is Jeff Garcia. There we go. Because I, I knew Jeff that? Garcia was good, but he always gets ragged on for being so bad. So but I bad. thought he was solid. He was pretty decent, you know. <laughs> he just wasn't. I mean, he that was a, a problem. handful of good years. I mean, most of the time he was probably, you know, middle of the pack. Yeah. You know, but those couple years in San Francisco, he was pretty top notch. I think know? the biggest problem is that he was right after Steve Young and he wasn't Steve Young. He could run right. and he could throw a little bit, but he wasn't. And so I think he just got like, well, this guy's awful. Get him out of here. But it's like, well, he's still pretty good. Right. <laughs> but hmm. and then I thought another thing I wanted to share. This is more like of a did you know thing. It wasn't uh there's nothing related to anything we're ever talking about on these podcasts, but it was just kind of interesting. I so just, you get the NBC, the more you know it, logo. Yeah. Like. <laughs> right. It just came across when I was scrolling the social media, of course. And it was, did you know the average adult male only changes their sheets on their bed four times a year? I mean, that sounds Can probably, that? That probably yeah, sounds. It probably is accurate. It got me yeah. thinking you know, back when I was single, I'm like, 
you know, I don't think I ever changed my sheets, but I washed them once a month. Yeah. I slept on my couch more than I did in my bed. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. It was not, you know, like, and it was such a pain to do that, you know, like just, you know. Who who wants to do that? Exactly. Hmm. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. I just like, okay, just those stupid little did you know things. I'm like, oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. Well, now we're dropping more knowledge. You know, we were dropping pearls of wisdom at the end or the beginning. And now, that's, you know, dropping some knowledge. That's the wisdom the end, after so. the fat tire can's almost gone. That's the stuff that comes out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Changing bed sheets. <laughs> Changing bed sheets. There we go. So, yeah. A uh, recap of, uh, uh, you know, the new Belgium beer, you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of talk of that. Uh, talked about Phil Mickelson a little bit and, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening uh, this week. Uh, you want a, a little brief preview of what we'll have uh, next week uh, for a, a beer, a beverage? Yeah, next week we'll be uh, reviewing old style beer uh, out of La Crosse, Wisconsin. And interesting enough, it is coming back to La Crosse, oh, Wisconsin. So we'll talk about like that this next is time. Like so you're going to have to tune in. Unfortunately, you're going to have to tune in and listen to us again next week yep. to hear all about old style. Yeah. And if you like, share, and subscribe and do all the things, you know, we'd also appreciate yes, that. Yes, comment. As well. <laughs> Tell us what you think in the comments, good or bad. We want to hear it all just so mm-hmm. we can try to get a little better. So, And even just give feedback on what you think, how much, what you would bet $450,000 on. Yes. What would you feel confident enough to like bet that amount of money <laughs> and then deposit it in my bank account. Exactly. I will bet you that you wouldn't do it. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will uh, see you again soon. Thanks a lot, everybody. God bless you.